I'm your host, Chase Kupo. I can already tell you guys that this episode will involve a former comedian's ghost being used as a front or whatever for whatever wrongdoing the villains of this episode are perpetrating. I, probably not unlike others, have come to look at each episode title for my opinion of what the episode is going to entail, or, or be like, or be about, and then get excited to wait through the intro of the show to see if I was right. It's become, or it's at least becoming, part of the meddling kids' magic for me. So we start off with no indication of what the episode is going to be about yet, with the gang driving down a road. Mm. Uh, it's in a city, it's like a dark, stormy, rainy night. Uh, I mean, in theory, it's it's actually, it's awful to drive in, but it's one of my favorite nights. Like, if you're at home, you know, watching a good movie with that going on, very good. But driving, not a good time. Uh, and as I said, it's night, so the visibility is just not ideal whatsoever. Oddly enough, Shaggy is the one driving. Like, Fred is there. Everyone is there, all in the front seat, which is wildly off-scale just for this one scene. And Shaggy is just the one driving this time. Fred is a little upset that Shaggy's laughing and joking a bit too much, and uh, this time he was right to be. Sometimes he gives Shaggy a little bit too much, but uh, this time he was right to be a little upset because Shaggy has to hit the brakes quickly to avoid running over a black cat running across the street, which they say is bad luck, but uh, black cats are great, and it's not bad luck when they cross your path. But uh, So great choice on Shaggy's part to save the cat, but it also causes them to slide into the side of a building. Uh, in a window high up on that building, there's a red ghost. It's the same design as the ghost in A Night of Fright is No Delight, uh, which is the same episode that was used as the template and the setting in the Supernatural crossover episode Scooby Natural. Julie actually broke the order of the episodes to do a special on that crossover in which she spoke with an actual teenager. You can listen to that anytime. One day... I think I do plan on doing an episode on it if and when I get to that point in the canon. But yeah, the gang's accident caused enough commotion for the ghost to condescendingly look down upon them from its perch. I mean, what an inconvenience while the ghost tries to attempt to j enjoy its night. Uh, it turns out the accident only blew out their tires, although all four of them, I would, I would be very, very angry if I had to deal with four blown out towers, tires, but... Uh, not much or any damages to, like, the front or the body of the vehicle or the, the internals. Uh, the section of the building they hit looks horrible. Uh, and they're not even talking about it. I mean, that's a lot of damage. I would, I would at least think about reporting that. Yeah, I mean, you can't cause destruction like that and then just change your tires and ride off into the sunset. Take some responsibility, you meddling kids. But while I contemplate the morality of their actions and their attitudes, the gang is shocked to see Scooby-Doo sitting in the street eating ice cream pops. Why so shocking? Because he found it's just a huge pile of them just laying in the road. Uh, Velma says it's, it's uh, a thousand of them. Uh, and I don't know why I wrote that in the notes. Maybe it's just uh, it's a lot of popsicles. But uh, you know, this also reveals that this accident wasn't totally Shaggy's fault. He could have been paying more attention, but Daphne points points it out that it wasn't his fault, and she says the ice cream is twice as slippery as grease. I'm not sure on the science there. Uh, and I'm sorry we were all so harsh, Shaggy. You didn't deserve that. But wow, so here's this. Shaggy crashed into an ice cream factory called Happy Humor. 
what? What? I mean, I'm sure we'll find out the reasons soon enough, but why go for such a name when you own an ice cream factory? Is it irony? Uh, I mean, picking something obviously unfitting just to go against the grain? If that's the case, then I respect that, but why? So the gang wants to break into the factory to call for a tow truck, but not to report the incident or the damage. I'm sorry if I'm getting hung up on this, but good lord, you have to take responsibility here. As the gang moves to enter the building, a radio announcement suddenly blared from the car. It is about an armored truck carrying two million dollars that has disappeared. I think Scooby and Shaggy are the two to hear it. Shaggy tells Scooby that they could buy 10 million hamburgers, mustard included, with all that money. Uh, looks like we found our villain already. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but then Scooby suggests vanilla ice cream on the hamburgers. Shaggy calls him a genius. I think that may be a stretch, but I gotta admit, when I heard that, I just, it sounds good, like, the idea of eating just a plain hamburger on a bun with a scoop of vanilla, French vanilla, ice cream sounds oddly enticing. May have to, may have to try it one day. Uh, if anyone has tried it, please say something in the, in the Facebook discussion group. Or if you dare to try it now that you've heard it, go ahead and uh, you know post what you think. If you can, post a video in there. Uh, this also recalls the classic mummy episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, in which they order bologna sandwiches a la mode. I think it was like strawberry ice cream or something, you know, each. Uh, as Shaggy laughs, one of the ghosts peeks through the window again. Now, the gang now all know about the missing truck, but the older kids don't seem concerned with it. Shaggy has an interesting point to make, though. He smells bacon in the Bad Humor Ice Cream Company building. Odd indeed, my friend. Scooby smells the breakfast food as well, and then slowly, well not slowly, and then like one by one, the older kids like catch on and they all smell the, the food. Uh, Velma, Scooby, and Shaggy go check out the smell and they stumble upon like a, a break room or a kitchen or whatever. So the food is just cooking on a stovetop, just unattended, just food on the stovetop, which is weird anyway. But what's even weirder, I think, is Shaggy and Scooby run in and they just go for it. They start flipping the food and continuing to prepare it, which is rude. Someone is obviously, obviously in the middle of that. Shaggy and Scooby need to take it easy. Uh, this is an episode in which the gang is just feeling very bold, uh, making some bad decisions, I I'll even go so far as to say. So Shaggy tried to flip the eggs, and it doesn't go well. He slaps the eggs right onto a security guard's face who just came walking back in the room. Now, the security guard is obviously confused and hard at hearing. He seems forgetful. He doesn't look that old, but his mind may be going. Uh, he seems endearing enough, though. He seems like a very nice guy. Uh, he's disappointed that his breakfast is ruined. I mean, he doesn't even realize that Shaggy ruined it and hit him in the face with it. He just realized that he forgot his eggs, and now he thinks he burned them so bad that they're just gone from existence, that they shriveled up in the pan. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy, but they do manage to... to get through to him through his confusion and his hard hearing to have him drive them to the phone. Uh, I guess they're on one of those uh, uncovered golf carts or what have you, whatever you want to call it. I think there's a different term for it. They're driving through like the long in industrial sort of halls. The guard seems to think that they're ice cream makers and he says that he's surprised that they're here. 
He thought everyone left when those phantoms showed up. Phantoms? Sounds like a mystery. Uh, I'm thinking he may be acting like this, and he could be the one behind it. Or one of the ones. There is multiple ghosts at this point. Wow, I forget the color. We saw the red ghost. Or did we see the... Uh, well, we've seen two ghosts, that's all. Uh, just make sure you never hire someone such as this guy to guard your place of business or anything important to you. He seems to have heart and be genuine, but he is extremely confused. So they get dropped off at the phone. I would think that phones would be in a slightly better supply in a building such as this, but, you know, this was... <sighs> wow, this was like, <sighs> like 50 years ago? Oh, Lord. Uh, but, you know, it's... There's apparently, like, one phone that you have to drive to. So Velma picks up the line, and before she can even dial, there's a slightly menacing voice through the phone that says, You are doomed if you do not depart these grounds. Shag and Scoob absolutely take off, and they ignore Daphne's plea to solve the mystery with them. They are stopped in their tracks as a red phantom, hereby known as Strawberry, comes hollering into the frame. Chocolate and Vanilla join the party, and it sends everyone into a frenzy. Now Shaggy and Scoop take off once again, but they're stopped again when they see a spooky shadow on the wall. They interpret it as a giant spider, something I would do for sure. I actually had a bad dream about a litany of insects uh, sit on my living room couch, and they kept jumping at me when I tried to smash them. It was horrible. But it turns out to be an older white guy in an orange suit on crutches. Very specific. I just had to describe him like that. That's it's just the only way to do it. Uh, he asks what they're doing in here as if there weren't just three ghosts screaming around the room. He finally asks what I've been harping on. He says, is that your van that crashed through the door? They play dumb and they blame the mucked up road. <laughs> um, the door crash triggered the silent alarm. So this man, who only has three functioning limbs, said he came down to confront what he thought were burglars. Well, he didn't say confront, but I mean, what else is he going to do? If you triggered, if the silent alarm is triggered, I feel like you should call the police and go. But whatever, it's fine. Uh, you know, if he can handle himself, he can handle himself. He is, his name is Abel Queen, which is a very cool name. He's the owner of the company of the Bad Humor Ice Cream Factory. They didn't ask him why it was named like that, but, you know, whatever. I guess I'm never going to find out. I thought we were going to find out, but the ghost of the bad humor man, it's, I don't know. It, this feels, it feels like it's, I feel like I'm watching the wrong episode, but it, but I'm not because it's like the bad humor ice cream factory. It's just, I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, the phantoms have been thwarting gobsicle deliveries. That's what those popsicles are called, gobsicles. Uh, the chocolate phantom threatens them all all again over the, the PA or what have you, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, the, the, the microphones throughout the building. Uh, Scooby saw the ghost for a second. It, like, walked through a door, went behind some uh, some crates or whatnot. He saw it for a second right before its threat, but now the gang can't find it. So Scooby's like, there's a phantom over there, and the gang looks, and they can't find it. Uh, Fred has the girls stay with Mr. Queen while he tries to make Scooby and Shaggy go go with him to look for the source of the phantom's voice. The two reject that notion, and they run away to go hide in the mystery machine. But it doesn't work out, as Vanilla finds them and chases them into a freezer. Uh, they discover some, like, rock-hard gobstacles, uh, and they try to eat them, and it doesn't work out. It's like a cartoon. You bite into it, and like, ow, darn. But uh, it, it may have just been for, like, a joke, but 
you know, the the biting into it and you can't bite into it because it's too hard. And like you, you hurt your teeth or whatever. That's what the basic that's the basic gist of that joke there. So they may have them and they may have found those gobstacles just to make that joke, just to make the episode fun. But I'm going to mention that I'm mentioning them. I'm saying the word gobstacle a lot because it seems like those super hard frozen ones might be a clue. I don't know if it will be, but it seems like it may be. Uh, Daphne, I'm not the, listen, I mean, I'm not Velma or Fred, you know, I'm not going to be able to identify every solid clue and be right about it. But anyways, Daphne and Velma are confronting, no, comforting, not confronting, comforting Mr. Queen, and they promise to help solve the mystery once the others come back. They'll get right on it. Mr. Queen, uh, says, I'm afraid it may be too late. And before he can say anything else, Fred comes back urgently to say that the other two vanished. They weren't at the mystery machine like they said they would be. So the two ladies drop everything and they run off with Fred to, with Fred to go find their friends. Now the second that the gang is gone, that they like exit like the room, like the split second that they're not in sight, Mr. Queen gets up from his chair and just walks off normally on his supposedly broken foot. I mean, he doesn't even take the crutches. He just leaves them on the chair. Uh... Seems like a big fat phony. Is he behind this? He seems like he may be one of the people behind this. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby are still stuck in the freezer. And the biggest freezer you have ever seen, by the way. Uh, the two are freezing their butts off, right? So they managed to start a fire of ice cream wrappers sparked by two gobsicles. Shaggy says their heart is rubbed. So <laughs> it's sparked by the fire is sparked by two gobsicles being rubbed together. And like if Shaggy, he like put the ice cream wrappers together to light them on fire. He's like, how are we gonna sni- how are we gonna do this? Like we can't light a match in here, which I think you still could, but but they oh no, they don't have any matches. He didn't say they don't have any matches. And he says, don't worry, Scoob, we can rub these two gobstacles together because they're hard as rocks. So it's like rubbing two rocks together doesn't quite hold. Science doesn't quite hold up, but I think it was funny. Um, and for a moment, so Shaggy actually gets the fire started, but and for a moment they're happy and warm. But then the sprinklers from the fire system go off. Great. Uh, the water does, impossibly so, turn into snow because it is so cold in there. The older kids are not much help right now because they are, like, way off in their search for their friends. Way off. They have no clue. Uh, they did find the docking area for ice cream trucks, or, like, the parking area, at least. I, I don't know. I keep I like docking area. We're going to go with docking area. There's a whole bunch of ice cream shops there. They go over... Uh, what Queen said about the truck sitting there just rotting, and suddenly there's a huge... So earlier, Miss Queen had said, I got all these ice cream trucks here just sitting, rotting, waiting to go out and deliver stuff. They're, like, going over that with themselves. They're talking about it, and then suddenly a huge crack forms across the docking or parking area. They think maybe an earthquake? No, no. Uh, I think it was Daphne that said there wasn't any shaking or other seismic activity coinciding with it. And Fred says... (laughs) I don't know why he says this, but Fred says, like Shaggy would say, follow that crack. Cut it out, Fred. Uh, But Velma discovers that the crack originated from under one specific truck. That's weird. Truck can't be that heavy, can they? But even after a long time in the same spot, you know, it's, it's not that heavy. So the vehicle is also locked. Weird to do so in a secure area inside your own building. And just then, Strawberry shows up and begins chasing him. They seem to have gotten a little too close to, to the mystery that time, uh, to solving it, you know. Meanwhile, Shaggy has lost Scooby in what has become a winter wonderland. It's like five feet of snow, a little over five feet, because Shaggy's got to be like over six feet tall, and it's up to like his almost his shoulders. 
Uh, he does find a box with a brown hooded coat bought from a costume rental place that he figures he can wear to keep himself warmer. I can see where this is going. So back to the others running from Strawberry. And they go... So it cuts to them running real quick from Strawberry, then it cuts back again to Shaggy scaring Scooby with his outfit choice because, like, Scooby pops up from the snow and he sees Shaggy. And just after that, the others... It, so... The, the older kids are running from Strawberry. And then it cuts back to Shaggy scaring Scooby accidentally with the outfit he has on. Then it cuts back to the others saying, Here, let's hide in here. And it turns out to be the freezer that their friends are trapped in. So they open the door and I think they do go in, but it doesn't show them go in. It just cuts to Strawberry in the freezer. Way to go, Fred, exposing your friends. Strawberry is actually not as smart as it looks because it sees... So Strawberry's looking for the... the the other kids in there but he can't find him and then he sees shaggy and he thinks that shaggy is chocolate the two leave the room shaggy's playing it real cool only to run into the real chocolate shaggy takes off running and he's pursued by the two he turns the tables in a great way though okay so watch it. he runs off screen right he runs from right to left off screen then the ghosts follow the ghosts follow him off screen uh-huh and then the ghosts come running back the other way through the frame being chased by shaggy on a forklift he doesn't seem to be able to stop the vehicle, but to his point, he flips both ghosts into some vats of colored liquid. I didn't see what the side of the giant container said, but the liquids inside are wildly colored, like mint green, and then there's like a creamy white sort of color. I presume it's ice cream. You can call me Sherlock from now on, or the ice cream toppings. Anyway, now Shaggy is out and about and doing quite well on his own, while Scooby, Fred, Daphne, and Velma are stuck together in the freezer. Thankfully, though, Shaggy comes back because he knows they, they're probably still in there. Well, he knows Scooby's in there. He comes back to free them. So just, I think we can establish here that Shaggy's stuck in the costume. Like, the zipper's frozen. I think we can establish here. They say it in the episode. They tell Shaggy to take that thing off. You look like a ghost. He's like, no, nah, I can't. The zipper's frozen. So the gang gets out, and they, they walk for about yeah, two seconds before they run into the ghosts. I just wonder, why did Shaggy let them walk into the very same room that he left the Phantoms in? Like, he obviously had to know they were going to be there and be angry. He seems to function well alone, but he falls back within himself once he's in a group. He's a lone wolf. Uh, so now they... But he does love his friends, so why would he be a lone wolf? You know, you gotta do what the heart wants. So now they split up and they're being chased again. Uh, Fred... Fred... Fred, Daphne, and Velma evade the, long, the the phantoms for like a moment or two, long enough to come up with the plan to hopefully capture a phantom. They find a, a giant ice cream mixing vat. It's like in the floor. It's like a, and then it can, you know, the floor and like in the floor is a big, huge uh, vat. It's like a, you know, it's like a little pit. Uh, Fred lays cherry syrup down. Well, okay, he pours some cherry syrup on the ground. And he plans to have a phantom chase him so that when he runs by, the phantom is going to slip on the cherry syrup and fall into the vat, thus rendering them captured. It's a good idea on paper, but Fred pulls the ultimate move and mistakes Shaggy for chocolate. He peeks around a corner and he says, Yoo-hoo, over here, follow me, hurry. Shaggy, uh, now, so Shaggy was talking to Scooby and when Fred did that, but Fred couldn't see Scooby because he was standing behind a, a crate because they had been hiding from the ghosts. Shaggy thinks it's fine. He says, look, see, it's just Fred. We just need to hurry and, and follow him, like he said. Wrong. Fred runs past the trap. Shaggy runs into the trap. He slips on the syrup, and he falls into it. Scooby slips on the syrup, and he actually falls backwards, like 10 feet backwards, and he slams into a button that activates the mixer. Now, Fred thinks he has done it. Now, this is some classic Fred here. 
I thought that he might not actually be the serial killer we thought that he might be, slowly planning to take his friends. But this is fishy. This is fishy. He's playing too dumb. He's done it now, though. Shaggy gets smacked around a little in the mixer, in the mixer, but they can all have a laugh about it once they get him out, so it's okay. Uh, they have fun here. Uh, the gang goes back to find Mr. Queen, Abel Queen. Uh, they go back to the room they left him in, and they find his crutches, and Daphne thinks that maybe he was stolen by one of those icky phantoms. Ugh. Poor old man. But wait! We know he ran off earlier. And now Shaggy sees him running into another room. He's still, like, in the vicinity. The gang sees Shaggy tells him, and the gang sprints after him, but they still lose him. They can't keep up with him. So now they all know that he's faking his injury. But there's no time to really think on it as Vanilla and Strawberry show up. Shaggy and Scooby duck into a vent, and they end up falling into the milk room. They are, of course, locked in. It always happens. So Shaggy makes a shaky decision to drink some milk straight from the hose. Uh, of course, it does awfully, and now the room is flooding with milk. Could you imagine drowning in milk? Ugh, that's disgusting. Ew. Meanwhile, the older kids are in some undisclosed room, and they find some recently used paint. Now, I'm not sure how Velma can tell that, but she can, apparently. Uh, like, she dips her finger in the cans sitting on the floor and says that they were recent used recently. Like, okay. Uh, Fred says nothing in the building has been painted recently, though, and none of it is even white. Uh, you'd probably only hear that in a cartoon. Hasn't been painted recently. And then it's Daphne's turn. Uh, she points out that the trucks they saw earlier are white. So now they need to go investigate that area again. Shaggy and Scooby's situation gets a little worse, but they're, they still have time to make jokes, so they're doing alright. So don't even worry about them right now, they're fine. The other three find the truck that cracked the foundation of the building, well not the foundation of the building, cracked that floor of the building uh, earlier to be wet with, you guessed it, white paint. And when Fred knocks on it, it seems to be like solid steel. Uh, and that they're like, you don't make cars out of solid steel normally. But once again, they got too close to the mystery there and now the three phantoms have locked them in the area and they're chasing them around. The three friends are sprinting rapidly away from the phantoms before getting cornered. Fred's, Fred, you know, they, they, have, they have nowhere to go or nothing to do, and Fred says he'll offer himself as a sacrifice, and he tells the girls to run. Chivalry isn't dead after all. But just in time, Scooby and Shaggy come bursting through the wall, riding the milky wave that they created. Uh, it knocks the phantoms back, but they recover quickly enough to hop in that truck that cracked the, the floor of the building, and they try to speed out the open dock door. Fred pulls a sneaky on them, though, and he just shuts the door before they reach it. At leads to them crashing into it. I guess the brakes aren't great on those things, huh? Uh, the truck crashes, on a and a large amount of money and bank bags fall from the back of the vehicle. Uh, then Scooby and Shaggy pull up to the passenger side, while Daphne and Velma pull up to the driver's side in other trucks, preventing the Phantoms from exiting the vehicle. Get trapped. Okay, so now the sheriff shows up. And the Phantoms are revealed to be two random dudes and Mr. Grizzly, the security guard from earlier in the episode. Uh, the sheriff laughs and says, that's not Mr. Grizzly, that's Sammy Shrimp, the greatest smuggler in the country, apparently. Uh, whoa there, whoa there. Now Queen shows up with his crutches. Shaggy, who is really stuck on the fact that Queen has to be in on the mystery. He can't be running around like that, pretending to be injured, and not be in on the mystery. He snatches his crutches away and he questions him. 
Queen responds by smashing his cast on the ground until it breaks open and a pile of money falls out. It is his own money because he was afraid to leave it in this safe with the phantoms on the loose. Uh, Shrimp, Sammy Shrimp, hijacked the stolen armored truck from earlier, which we heard on the radio as they were as the gang was entering the building, and disguised it as a truck from the factory with the goal to make it through any roadblock on their way to freedom. It didn't work because the gang crashed into the building at just the right time to solve the mystery. I think that'll pay, you know, make them even for the damages that they should be paying for. But that does do it for this one. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, this is the last episode in the Scooby-Doo show, the Scooby-Doo and Dynamut Dog Wonder Hour. Uh, so I will... I'm actually going to give you guys bonus episodes. I'm going to do the uh, the three crossover episodes that Scooby-Doo and uh, Dynamite Dog Wonder did. And then uh, I'll do a little preview episode of what's what's coming up next. And then we'll just get right into that. So once again, thank you for listening. Uh, sorry I keep missing weeks that I post this. Uh, I, I'm going to keep saying new episodes on Sundays. But I'm not going to say every Sunday. Because you can't tell me that I promised you that it would happen. So thank you for uh, thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his song Night Surfing for the theme song. Now stay groovy and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs>